How many beers deep are you? Not many, not enough. Okay. Only like not enough to one. talk to us. Only like three. Not enough beers deep to talk to us, I'm sorry. No. I'm about right. fi- five shot of my hourly rate, so. <laughs> Quick clap test then. Three, two, one. Sorry, I fucked up. <laughs> do you want me to do it again? I did two claps, so if you want one clap. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh yeah. shit, I forgot to clap. Yeah, you fucking bellend. <laughs> one more time. And then I Oh I'm hanging up, you can do the podcast on your own. Three, two, one. Welcome to episode 225 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me today is Mr. Nick Case. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. And uh, we were going to be joined by Chazzy tonight <laughs> to talk about all things gaming, but he's not well, so send him your love. Um, so joining us at the last minute is a very slightly tipsy, half-cut, Mr. Gare Williams. A quarter cut, doing? I'd like to think. A quarter, quarter cut. cut. Yeah. How many pints have you had? Oh, three, but I'm seriously considering going to get the bottle of rum because I'm off tomorrow, so... Do it, do oh, it. Yeah. I think Down you should. Down in fresher. Yeah. There's a very nice bottle of bamboo rum downstairs that... Uh, have you got some ginger to go with it? I could have a dark and stormy. That would be very nice. I'm, uh, is that very, what a... Very is partial. that what uh, rum and ginger is, a dark and I stormy? I think so, isn't it? Dark and stormy? Uh, I don't know. I think there's some coke in just... dark and stormy. Oh, is it? So what's? I, uh... It's definitely got ginger beer, but I thought it also had coke. It might just be ginger beer and lime, to be fair. Dark and stormy is dark rum and ginger beer served okay. over ice and garnished with a slice of lime. Mm. Ridiculously yeah. good. That's probably my favourite cocktail. Favorite rum and co- ginger goes together so nicely. Yeah. Favourite cocktail, gentlemen? Old fashioned. Um, I really like a whiskey sour. Really like a whiskey sour, uh, but I don't know. I like a I like a white Russian, although I can't drink. You can't drink many of them because they're quite heavy. Espresso uh, martini, oh. sure. Um, I don't know, but I'm partial to. Um, well, there's a lot of cocktails I like. Uh, I, I will butcher this. Uh, the the Caprinias. Big fan of Caprinias. Yeah. Lovely mm-hmm. those in the summer when it's roasting hot. Nothing nicer than one of those packed full of ice and lime. Very good. Um, does a boiler make it count as a cocktail? What's one of them? It's beer and bourbon. Have you ever done a cement mixer? Cement mixer. Right. This is this. <laughs> I've done this for years, but this he just is what... made this up, didn't he? No, no. I just this is what I used to do to kind of. Um, People when they came around my house uh, when I was uh, a layabout is that you get a, a nice big uh, shot of Cointreau and then you you, mm-hmm. you 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 draw the Cointreau into your mouth but don't swallow. 
And then you violently shake your head back and forwards, a la cement mixer. And then you swallow the Quantro and breathe in as deeply as you can. Oh, no, that's not what a cement mixer is according to the internet. <laughs> what, what a cement this? mixer is according to the internet, and like every website I've looked at has given it really low ratings, and I can completely understand why. It's like a cream liqueur, and then you pour lime juice over the Oh, yeah. That, that's uh, something very different. So it's like separated. It yeah. And it would like, yeah, it was, it was curdling. That was that was colloquially known as elephants come when I used to drink. Yeah, I was oh. gonna say when when I was a student, like a load of the bars came up with like a lot of shot cocktails. Like there was yeah. one, there was one that traffic looked, lights. Um, there was like a bloody eye or something. Mm. Um, and then there was one bar in particular that used to like making uh, double entendres with their cocktail shot names, so you'd have like. A blowjob and yeah, um, I can't even remember what else. There was the I was too um, drunk. flatliner, which was like two two different clear liqueurs of different viscosity mm. with a shot of uh, Tabasco sauce in the middle. So it was like a flat line across the shot glass. Mm. Nice. That sounds unpleasant. Uh, no, I quite like a spicy cocktail. A sp- a spice- I like a spicy shot. What about a spicy Not- chocolate? Do you do chocolate with chili? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, not for me. It's like a, it's a, it's a key ingredient to a good chili is <laughs> a bit of chocolate. some chocolate. It's a good yeah. key ingredient like- to a good uh, chi- uh, actual chili chili. And you I can that. never make a proper chili at home anyway because Zoe has uh, absolutely no tolerance for spice. So I've fallen into. Have you ever watched Hot Ones or The Last Dance? Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So there's a there's a sauce on that called uh, De Bomb. Uh, was it De Bomb something Infinity? Yeah. Um, Apparently, it doesn't taste very good. That one. I've got a bottle of that downstairs. We, I used to make chili with that. That stuff. A is lot just of those hot sauces. Acid. Yeah. This is the problem with those. A lot of those hot sauces. Wow. We are. I'm going to say we've gone off topic. We haven't even begun to get on topic. Um, <laughs> der- we, Sorry, I do apologize for derailing No, no, it's fine. I'm happy podcast. to talk about some hot sauces. But like a, a lot of those like hot sauces are like Ass Blaster 5000, yeah. like the hottest hot sauce you've ever had. You taste it and it's just like, it's just really, really vinegary. Yeah. And doesn't or taste metallic, nice at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, use the, they use like some... Um, I can't remember what it is, but they they use stuff to make it like um, spicier without um, being expensive or having any taste. So it's just spice yeah. is all you taste, and it's just it's not horrible. good. Like you should make your own hot sauce, make your own fermented yeah. hot sauce. Mm. Yeah, just don't um, listen to what Bon Appetit tell you. Don't tell it. No, do no. Don't trust them. Uh, but like, uh, I really like. I've had it a couple of times, and it's a fucking pain to get over here. It used to be one of the sources on hot ones. Actually, is that uh, secret Aardvark? Mm. Oh, I've not tried that. It's really nice. It's not too hot, and it's got a nice amount of flavour. Mm. I think it's from Portland, um, sort of Pacific Northwest sort of area in America. Um, yeah, really, really nice hot sauce. But like, it's just. It's really hard to like a lot of those. It's really hard to get over here, unless you um, uh, you know, pay to import it or whatever. Yep. Or no, or a guy. Or no, a guy. Yeah. But mm, 
Uh, should, we, should we get on topic now? What's topic again? Sorry. Well, we're here to talk about video games. Oh, do we have to? Can we, not, know, spin, we, can we not spin the wheel again? No, we cannot spin the wheel. Let's <laughs> not get our listeners confused with another podcast that they may or may not listen to. Um, oh, we should listen to it, though. You should. Yeah, you should listen to it. A little pod of everything. A little Very good. Of everything. If you want to hear us three talking about not video games. But today we're going to be talking about video games. And Gerd doesn't get to talk about video games very often these days. So what have you been playing, Gerd? Something you keep on banging on in uh, Discord chat about uh, a, a capitalism, the simulator. I do. I am thoroughly in, in, well, invested, which is, which is probably an apt uh, choice of phrase for a business sim. So this, What's it called? It's called Big Ambitions by uh, Hovgard Games, and it came out during the C- uh, Steam sale, but on uh, its early access. So there's about 60 days till their next release. But to be honest... You should have I've, told me about this. I would have checked it out. I've. Um, it's not even now. I don't think it's that expensive. I think it cost me about 15 quid. I think it's only up to about 18 or 19 now. But it is... Okay ridiculously smooth it's uh, you start out as a uh, your character is 18 years old um he gets a lump sum from his grandmother and he gets advice from his uncle fred who pops up in the game as you kind of tutorial guy uh, and then shows you how to build your business empire um and it's it looks deceptively simple and then underneath is this a gaping chasm that just you fall into and it involves uh, setting up businesses, running HQs, running web development, law firms, buying property, renting warehouses, distribution, uh, wholesale importation, uh, anything and everything, um, running staff, running kind of purchasing agents, import agents, HR managers, everything like that. And all trying to balance it while trying to make a little bit of money and look after yourself because obviously your character has, um, uh, you need to feed it, you need to make sure it sleeps and you make sure it's it's happy. And it's just a massive juggling game. But uh, if you have a look at some screenshots and and some uh, uh, nip on YouTube and have a look at it being played, it is Mm -hmm. a beautiful game. It's kind of a, a fully realized version of New York. It uses uh, four boroughs. Uh, uh, what is it? There's there's a hill, a midtown, uh, Hell's Kitchen, and the Garment District. Um, mm-hmm. And you start to build your empire down in the Garment District because that's the cheapest of the lot. And then you kind of expand. And you could buy uh, residential properties where you live, get up, play video games, sit at your computer and play video games in a game. Uh, watch TV to make sure your happiness goes up. And it's just ridiculously addictive because there's always something that you need to kind of micromanage. Um, mm. And it's lovely to see the numbers go up. Um, I'm going to try and stream some of this game because it's one of those where I've played it enough now whereas I think I know what I'm doing. So it might make a decent stream to just kind of uh, watch me fail miserably because I think I know too much already. But it's yeah, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I've probably put... 20 25 hours into it easily already it's a you know it's early access on steam it's not horrendously expensive and it's i'm desperate to play um trans what is it transport tycoon 2 transport fever 2 that's it 
I'm desperate to play that, and 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 nothing could drag me away from big ambitions. So yeah, it's a, <laughs> a highly recommended game for me at the moment. Yeah, there's some gameplay. I was looking at the Steam page, and there's um, I think it was a developer stream recently it says i always I mean, when you go on steam and you click on a game and then there's like some footage showing and it says live yeah i'm never i'm never sure if that actually is live no i think the v is just just yeah it's just a lie the v really shouldn't be there nice <laughs> um yeah it's just that they streamed it at some point during an event and popped it up on there i don't think they're actually streaming it right now it says now broadcasting, but I don't know. It's just, it just seems very convenient that I'd pop on the page now and that there happens to be a developer live streaming. I mean, if the game only came out recently, I guess they're probably still doing a lot of PR for it, aren't they? Uh, came out 20 month. days ago. Well, it's still within a month, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Ah. Uh, yeah, this is good. It may be. Anyway, uh, it looks kind of neat. It looks like it could be. Know, all reviews overwhelmingly positive at the moment. It, does it, it look like it could get a bit stressful, a bit overwhelming? No, no, a it's, bit much. It, it, it's one of the. It depends. I'm not playing it on the particularly hardest difficulty, so I don't know what it's like on super hard. But on kind of normal and easy, it's just a breeze. You just kind of wander through, and um, yeah, it's it's relatively straightforward. I, I watch uh, when I'm in work, and I've got like a bit of free time. I'll I'll throw Twitch on. And it seems to be massive in kind of France. I don't know. I I'm, I don't know where Hovgard are based, but every so you'll have maybe thirty or forty people uh, streaming. The Netherlands, this. but yeah, that's what I assumed. But it's it's a funny one. You go oh on, no, they're Danish. You got you got on Steam. Um, oh, not Steam. You go on to Twitch. Watch somebody streaming Twitch, yeah. it, and it is is literally kind of eighty ninety percent French. Like, you'll okay. get that every now and then like um Weird. you'll find like a there's like a I, 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 I don't know whether like the number of like high profile french streamers is lower than you know over here or mm. the us or whatever but um it seems to get like a big french streamer will start playing a game and then that game becomes like a massive success mm. in france like splatoon is huge in france uh and apparently it's mostly off the uh, because like there's a couple of um big french streamers that played a lot of splatoon and so the game became wildly popular amongst their <laughs> their audience um i don't know whether they've just got like quite a bit of a captive market because there's not that many big french streamers i don't know i don't really know anything about that uh, that arena, but it's weird how certain games take off in in a certain country. regions. Yeah, I yeah. Don't... Monster Hunter was huge in France as well, and really? that was before that was the days before streamers. Yeah, because that that seems like a, a certainly the the old 3ds versions of it seem to be super Japanesey, or at least those people. Yeah, I mean they they've released them in the West, they yeah, localized yeah, but... them and everything, but it just took off massively in well. Uh, it took off comparative to other countries really big in France for some odd reason. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Um, I don't know. Maybe the French are really into running businesses. Well, there's no... The, the, which is which is weird considering they're literally on the street rioting right now to, because... Because <laughs> nobody know, wants to work. The retirement age might... Because the retirement age might get raised a little bit. Um, and more yeah. power to them. I would I would definitely recommend this game. The only other thing I've been playing, mm. um, which I really really need to play more of, especially for Monday night, 
is uh, Assetio Corsa Competizione. Um, okay. Somebody oh, very. This would be really oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I thought you said uh, I thought you said Corsair, like the um, hardware manufacturer, I've, or the pirate I, ship. Yeah, yeah, I might have said all three. Who knows? This um, is going to be really unusual because, like, we never talk about Assetto Corsa on this podcast. Uh, I, it's the first time it's ever come up. Yeah. Now that you've brought it up, Gare, what do you think of this little game? I've never heard of it. What is it's, it? Well, this niche product only available to sim racers. Oh. Um, I've. Weirdly enough, I for a man who is deeply, uh, deeply ambivalent, if not downright hateful towards uh, motor racing in general, um, I really enjoy this game. I'm really bad at it, but it's um, yeah, it's incredibly addictive. It's one of those games where you put it on. Obviously, it's a, a deeply involved racing sim, um, and if you watch some of the YouTubers, it's incredibly deeply involved. It's. Um, yeah, just ridiculous. But it is one of those where you where you play, you start learning a track and how your car set up and what changes and what 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 you need to do to make it a little bit more sticky on the track, a little bit faster, a little bit smoother. And then it's just one lap after another, and you, the hours just melt away. Uh, yeah, some very kind gentleman gave me a, uh, a steering wheel. I bought a stand for it. Um, I even bought a VR headset for it, which I need to tune so that it works perfectly on it. Um, and I am, yeah, if it wasn't for big, big ambitions, I'm pretty sure I would be driving um, very, very powerful race cars around uh, several tracks on almost nonstop because it's, yeah, it's very good. I don't know why you boys haven't spoken about it previously, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I can't I was, believe. I just had a little look because, like, racing games, racing sims are, like you said, they're a bit of a niche thing, mm. and like the more hardcore end of that uh, is even more of a niche. Like you're you're dividing up the the a small community even more. Um, as of three minutes ago, there were like four thousand one hundred people playing a set of course of competition according to Steam charts, which is pretty good. Um considering there was only two, 230 people playing iRacing. Oof, really? <laughs> At least on Steam. Like, I don't know whether the, whether you can launch iRacing through a dedicated launcher or something like that. I don't know yeah, I'm not whether sure. it all goes through Steam. But still, um, 4,000 people playing a set of Corsa Competizione is uh, more than I would have expected for a uh, Thursday evening. Um, so maybe it's not for? quite Let's as niche here. as we think. Sorry? What are we waiting for? Let's get on it. <laughs> going to dig the wheel out and everything. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's how you're getting on. How are you finding it? You're hitting your apexes. It's um, it's very. Um, it's not the easiest game in the world to pick up. Put it that way. Um, you genuinely have to. It's one. Of, very few games no. uh, are made and are almost uh, dissuade you from playing it. And this is almost that because you you just can't pick. This isn't a pick up and play. This isn't kind of one of those where you go, right, I'm just going to drive around a track and see what I get to because you won't. You'll just end up in a wall or the wrong way around or in the wrong gear facing the wrong way around or a, a myriad of other things. 
this is one of those games where you have to kind of go, all right, I'm going to watch multiple YouTube videos to see how I race this one specific track, how I attack this one corner. I'll start making notes and then I'll drive it slowly as I can and get quicker and quicker until I work out what my markers are for slowing down for a corner, how I change gear, how I kind of accelerate out of a corner, how I how I use both braking and accelerating at the same time. It's just, it's so intense, but it is very rewarding. Once you start seeing that you can, I'm at the, I'm at the point now, right, you guys are obviously like you played this for years and are miles and miles ahead, but I, I take specific corners and if I come through it unscathed, I felt I feel like that's a, that's a win, let alone setting a fastest lap time or anything like that. Just getting through a set of chicanes without burying it into a, a gravel track or into a wall or getting bumped off or this or that. But the racing bit is the fun bit. When you're up against somebody else, and I like, I battle for the the last position in any race I'm in, but it's yeah you you can't you can't get up from playing ACC without feeling some kind of physical effect, like stiff shoulders or sore mm. arms or you know just your body's all stiff because you've been concentrating so hard. It's yeah it's it it's yeah it's a real revelation. I've always kind of thought yeah you know sim races are sim races that are a bit weird um casting no shade but uh yeah i've really kind of taken to it and i'm i i, I, I packed uh my frame the wheel away um purely because it just sat here for ages and i was kind of i wanted to play big ambitions but i'm looking at it and i'm kind of getting the urge i want to pull it out and put it on i definitely want to set my um my VR headset up so that it just works beautifully with this. I was watching, um, I was watching a YouTuber that I basically followed to watch him build a sim rig, and he's just, uh, yeah, he set his VR up and he's just having a whale of a time, and I'm kind of slightly jealous. So yeah, that's the next step: set the VR up so it's all, uh, all tickety boo, and away we go. I'm glad you're getting into it. It it, it does take a bit of practice. I'm still slow as shit. Uh, and I've been playing the game for, uh, I don't know, what about a year? Sporadically? Once every few weeks? Two, I would have thought. Two years? Is that how long have we been playing for? Mm. We were playing a lot of F1, though, weren't we? We did play a lot of F1. Yeah. I used to uh, like those streams. The game kind of sucks, though, compared to... Yeah, if also. you go back and play F1 now, it, it's... <clears throat> Because I, I, I booted it up last December or something. I thought, oh, I'll play a bit of F1. And it's just, nah, I'm all right. I'd rather, I'd rather see what um, OG Assetto Corsa with F1 mods is like. I think that would probably be better. Yeah, well, that's easily done. There's plenty of mods running yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, yeah, glad you're enjoying it. We'll have mm. to yeah, see oh, if yeah. we can get our like regular weekly sessions going. Yeah, Monday nights, bring it on. Yeah. Um, do you playing anything else? Only um, I hit my limit on Moonlighter. The, you know when you, you play a game... Well, you just can't is, play anymore. No. It, I get I get to a certain point and the rinse and repeat mechanic um, just wears on me. And I'm like, I've got one... I'm three quarters of the way through the game. I'm at the final boss of the third out of four dungeons. I've got all the money in the world. 
I've got all, pretty much all the bits and pieces I need. I'm not sure I can go through that last bit of grinding to finish the game. I think I'm just done. I've really enjoyed it. I spent, you know, it's one of those I play on Steam Deck. So I can sit in front of the mm. TV with the missus, constantly rinsing and repeating the same dungeon over and over to get slightly better gear, slightly more money, slightly closer. But there's a kind of gating mechanic in it. So you can't kind of grind to win on it because the the materials you need to build the next level gear is gated in the next dungeon. So you have to beat the dungeon you're in. So it kind of locks you off so even if you kind of I, I never admit to being anything other than a very very poor gamer so any kind of perks that I can wangle through just repeated play is great that's what I did on you know that's what I do on Souls games is I'm not very good so I'll keep playing and playing and playing until I get good gear and then that kind of levels the playing field mm -hmm. and because this gates it off it's kind of like you are, you have to have a good run to get through it and then it's like all right okay so another section where i start from nothing and work my way up uh to be able to beat the boss again and i've done that three times now and it's kind of like yeah i'm kind of done so i'm lining other stuff up on the steam deck to play um but i yeah again i said this i think the last time i was on i'm deeply impressed with the steam deck very easy pick up and play highly recommended um yeah but as for Moonlighter, I think I think I'm done. Fair enough. Um, yeah, that's a game I need to get back to at some point. I've got it on uh, Switch, uh, and then it, it was I, I bought it as like a holiday game. I played a bunch of it when I was on holiday, uh, and they never finished it. I need to go back to it. Um, but unfortunately, I'm kind of hooked on something else on the Switch at the moment, which we'll come on to in a bit. Uh, should we do it, Nick? Should we talk about Dibbles? The Vicar of Dibley. No, no, Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Mm. Yeah. It was the Diablo 4 mm. open beta this past weekend at time of recording. Uh, we didn't get in the special beta the week before because we were both cheap and refused to pre-order the game. Uh, so we waited until the beta was free and then jumped on and played it. What did you think, Nick? I really liked it. Have you played Diablo 2? A long time ago. Okay, because I never played it. The only, my only experience is Diablo 3. Mm. Uh, so my only experience of the series. I would, like, I would say Diablo 3 is like my biggest experience with the series. Yeah. Not, you know, my only one. I, I played it a long time ago and, you know, not for as long as a lot of people because a lot of people played that for like tens of thousands of hours <laughs> basically yeah um but yeah diablo 3 i i remember um buying it day one you know buying a load of snacks ready getting it pre-installed on my laptop at the time going live and sitting in a waiting queue and <laughs> kept getting error 37 which became a meme very quickly mm -hmm. um and then after that, you know, finally getting in and, and it being good and then the end game kind of being a bit crap and the, you know, um, 
I think it's fa- fa- it's safe to say when Diablo three launched, they Blizzard made a lot of missteps and mistakes, mm. um, which over the years and literally years they've supported it for. More than yeah, 10 I just years. looked it up. I didn't realize that game came out in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, eleven years ago. Yeah, they've supported it for ten years, which is kind of nuts. Um, yeah, and I support it really well. You know, they added the mm-hmm. console versions. They had so many seasons and and stuff and new content and the Switch uh, port we both loved. Um, oh yeah, very good. Um, and yeah, so I think it it's it's not surprising that I enjoyed Diablo Four, but I'm still mm-hmm. a little disappointed in myself because I kind of just wanted to forget about Blizzard and. Yep, this game. I was gonna. I was kind of hoping that it sucked because yeah. I was all like, I don't really, really want to give. I know there is a very slow process of all the dead wood being cut away and all the nasty people will eventually be ejected out of the company because if the sale to of Activision Blizzard goes through, um, Microsoft would probably rather not have the bad PR of there being nasty people working for one of their subsidiaries. Um. Although nothing's happened to the people at, at id. Uh so who knows. Um so I was kinda of hoping it would be shit so I could get away with not buying it, but it's not shit, it's really fucking good. Uh once I managed to get in, uh first night, um it's kinda of rough. Like I jumped in, tried to load up on Xbox, queued for an hour, got to the front of the queue. And then got an error code and got booted out. Went to jump back into the queue and it's like, oh, now it's going to be 120 minutes. So uh, no, thank you. And then went to go back up on about like four or five hours later. And it was like, the queue's now 150 minutes. Uh, and then went upstairs and loaded up the PC and the queue was 20 minutes on PC. So fucking, I don't know. Um, then managed to get in. Uh, I played up to level 20 with the Druid, which is... A new class, I think. I don't. It wasn't in three. I definitely know it was not in three. I, I don't know whether it was in two or one, but the druid's kind of fun. It's like a big tanky dude um, who can summon like who, who can like basically turn into a bear or a wolf and do like elemental like I don't know hippie magic, control like rocks and lightning and stuff like that control the elements um and that was quite fun uh got grounded up to level 20 so i could get like the rewards you could get for hitting level 20 and then you'd message and said that necromancer was really fun so i rolled a necromancer and then um that was very very fun like stupidly powerful in the early levels compared to the druid i guess the stuff must all balance out as you because i watched a couple of videos and people talking about how like Certain characters felt a bit weaker compared to other ones, but it's like, like from what what the developers were saying, that stuff will balance out as you reach like the max level. Yeah, like Diablo, certain characters will once, feel once you reach like the max level in Diablo, mm-hmm. um, some characters might feel OP while you're doing that, but then it's really about the item play after that and and, and yeah. your items and what you yeah. the loot you get. And I think it probably balances out in that aspect of the game. So while yeah. you can literally melt enemies being like level 12 to 20, 
uh, as a necro. I'm guessing the others get more powerful loot to kind of make up for that. Yeah, as you get like higher up in the levels, it goes up to character goes up to level 100 now. Um, whereas in three it was level 17. I guess when it originally launched it was 50. I can't remember. Before they added the fourth act, um, or fifth act, or whatever it is, it's in I'm there. Go and play Diablo three again. Uh, that, I've been playing a lot of it on the Switch because Zoe keeps on kicking me off the PC so she can play Transport Fever, <laughs> uh, and so just so I can like still hang out with her, I'll like sit on the sofa in the in the office and um, play Diablo on the Switch. And um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've been fucking about with my like my highest level character, and that is a necromancer. And I'm completely redid my necromancer build, and I've just been rolling, running through um, greater rifts, um, trying to get better and better gear, and slowly work my way up through the torment level uh, difficulty levels. Mm. But uh, I've also been trying to level up a demon hunter in that, and I've seen like high level demon hunter play, and it's like looks incredibly powerful. And this is the I guess the same sort of thing with like certain characters feel a bit weak as you're going through the levels. Early on, the demon hunter feels a bit shit. Yeah, but then later on, I guess it has all the tools to just destroy. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Diablo three on the Switch is a fantastic handheld game. Highly recommend it if you got Switch. Um, yeah, Diablo Four is it's a bit different. It's more like a continuous, like open world, rather than a series of semi-connected levels. Some, some of them not connected at all. Um, uh, it's non. From what I understand, it's very non-linear. The progression's non-linear as well. Like so, in Diablo Three, as you leveled up, it would unlock perks and then like the modif the modifiers to those perks so the modifiers to those powers yeah. in a set progression as you leveled up whereas in Diablo 4 you get skill points that you can spend on the perks that you want to spend them on Coming so you can RPG elements of it yeah way more of that it's more like a more of a again like, I don't know if this worked how this worked in two but like I get the feeling that over the last five years or so Blizzard have been having their lunch eaten by uh uh Path of Exile. Yeah. Um which is a free to play Diablo style game with an incredibly complicated skill tree. Um, I guess as well though, like, you know people who like Diablo will like Path of Exile and I'm sure that extends to the Diablo devs as well. So they they'll have one hundred percent have taken inspo from yes. uh, yeah. a lot of Path of Exile, even if it's not intentional. It's like, well, this is a cool idea that you know, yeah, works well. Um, yeah, um, yeah. It does it definitely does feel like they've learned some stuff from there? Mm. For sure, which is good because you know, mm. Path of Exile is a great game. Diablo is a great game. Yep. Uh, yeah, but it's it's. Um, from what like like you can get it to level twenty five. I only managed to get to level twenty, uh, and you get to see uh, only a small proportion of the world map, and the rest of it was all portioned off until the game comes out at the beginning of June, I think. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it's like um, like you said, Diablo three is very much like worlds that kind of connected, whereas this kind of has like an 
overworld that's open world and more like an RPG. I, yeah, um, but I never felt that I, over the last sort of few years I've been getting a lot of open world burnout just because of how many open world games there are. But didn't feel like that with Diablo. It felt um, more because it 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 was basically just Diablo three but bigger. <laughs> it kind yeah. of worked well, and you and you know you could cut it, it it just worked and it didn't feel like this massive open world i'm never going to explore and i don't know what to do because the the mission i don't know it was it was just good uh mm. i didn't get any kind of ugh, can't be bothered doing anything because it's you know gotta go, go all the way over there sort of thing it was up more well i wonder what i'm gonna see it find on the way and there might be some uh some dungeons on the way i can i can crawl through and and fight some big monsters and stuff and get some loot yeah yeah um so yeah it's good i've gone from being like fuck blizzard i'm not gonna buy it to seriously considering double dipping on it because i quite like to be able to play it on pc and xbox so i can yeah. have the flexibility to play it upstairs or downstairs uh and still play it when it be- kicks me off the pc sorry what were you saying I was just I was just gonna moot uh how how much cheaper it would be. It's this isn't cheaper whatsoever. But uh in the long run for all of those kind of games you could just buy it once on PC and buy a Steam Deck. Uh yes. Yeah. I'd have to go through the rigmarole of figuring out how to install Battle.net on a Steam Deck. It's like a one click install from what Adam was saying. There's an how app. do you do there's an app that handles it all for you. Oh, right. Okay. Made. So you don't have to sideload Windows onto it or whatever. No, from, not from the sounds of it. It's some... I can't remember what he's... he's he posted a link to it in Discord. Um, but yeah, some, some very talented and very dedicated developer has basically made um, like a Linux app that just pulls everything in for you. Include it includes Battle.net and all the emulators and you know probably Rockstar Game Launcher and all the others Origin. Hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, maybe if I get a pay rise, maybe I'll buy a Steam Deck <laughs> and then I can play it handheld. Um. Yeah, Diablo Four is very good. Diablo Three continues to be very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth picking up on Switch if you don't already have it, Nick. Uh, just as a if you're not going to get a Steam Deck, that is. Because um, we're not all, we don't all, we can't all splash the money around like Gerd does. No, we can't. frivolous toys. Jesus Christ. I was going to say earlier, like, I've been sim racing for like two years and I'm still umming and ahhing about a VR headset. Gare literally buy like, well, I guess he didn't buy a um, mm-hmm. wheel. He got gifted a wheel. He um, did by a very generous person. Yeah. Um, literally gets gifted a wheel and then buys a VR headset for it and a stand and um, yeah it was jealous my birthday of... money yeah I'm, I'm jealous of your um, commitment to just splurging the cash on something that I've that like a hobby that I've just decided I'm going to get into oh <clears throat> let's let <laughs> We can go on sim rigs if you want to talk about sim rigs. Then, okay. <laughs> how, do we do we want to know how much you spent on your sim rig? Like mine is mine's a hundred quid. 
Uh, I I don't want to know personally. <laughs> Does that include the wheel or not including the wheel? No, that's not. I included the whole thing. Oh, that's the whole thing because somebody gave me the wheel. Uh, so mine was a hundred pounds. I mean, so wheel and so sim cube. You the, don't the have Fanatec. to. You don't have to say a number. I'm, I'm, only, I'm, I'm trying only, to figure only, it out. I'm only messing with you. The TV was like left over. I had that anyway. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a guess on. It's somewhere between 1.2 and 1.4 k. Okay, but the thing is, right? I worked this one out with. Um, I I can't remember what it was, but um, it was some program that I was kind of sitting there idly watching. It was in the background, and it was. A, program about fashion and they were discussing kind of uh what constitutes something expensive and their mm. their rationale that's completely was, relative isn't it yeah uh, and what, that's entirely subjective yeah and what what they worked out on that that stuck with me is cost per use yeah so if you buy something cheap but you wear it once then that's expensive but if you buy something yeah. expensive and wear it every day and love it and every yeah. time you use it, every time you wear it, it gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So my view yeah. is, any time you buy something and, it's, and it would look expensive to somebody else, you look mm-hmm. at it and go, "Well, I will put like there's a decent chance you will put hundreds of hours into sim racing on that sim rig, which makes cost per use of that sim rig relatively small." So what you're saying is, I can't justify spending how much was it, nineteen hundred pounds on a on a pre-built flight simulator rig. That was great, that was today. I thought that was perfect for you. <laughs> Talk about algorithms working in your favour. Yeah. This if I had... If money was no object, if I had just a stupid amount of money, like massive stupid lottery win, and I bought a gigantic house, I'd have like one big room, and I'd have like sim racing rig next to a truck simulator rig next to a flight <laughs> simulator rig. Would you make a flight simulator like, you know, in the EE advert where they land a plane... They do like the traffic control thing for you over 5G. Have you seen that with Kevin Bacon? No. Oh, to prove how good 5G is, they like. Oh, yes. Yeah I, yeah. yeah. I did see that one. Yeah. 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 Like they have projectors on the wall and stuff. You should have a flight sim like that. Flight sim I'd like. hire someone to like just sit on the other end of a headset and pretend to be air traffic control. I'd do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it for free. <laughs> But it's um, like yeah, no, would... I, I know what you mean though, guy. Like, um, there was there's there's two old adages here, isn't there? There's um, one is buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and the other thing that I I saw recently on Reddit, actually, weirdly, was um, someone saying that um, where you should spend money in your life is anywhere that you connect with the world. So like anywhere that you put comes between you and the floor basically so um shoes seats beds mattresses um and make your life as comfy as possible basically yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what i did with that chair that that um you can't see it in the darkness here but you know the nice literally that 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 um sim chair is comfier than my office chair i'm sat in now and that's that's why i area... can't um sim race in a morning otherwise i would because i get out of that chair and i feel disappointed to sit in this chair 
See, that's the one area I've cheaped out on on my rig. Like I I built a you know a custom keyboard and I bought a stupid expensive monitor and everything to go on this nice PC I built and then I'm still using the same old shitty office chair that's absolutely not good for my back. I should try I should buy one of those Herman Miller chairs and try and expense oh, it through work. <laughs> possibly. It's like I've I see them everywhere now. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, in TV shows and movies. Whenever there is like a boardroom or something like that, you just yep. see that Herman Miller Aeron chairs everywhere. Um I'm fucking kicking myself that like pre pandemic you could pick them up for like three, four hundred pounds. How much are they um, now? Like seven hundred plus. Uh, no, this is this is second hand. Because like every every company that's got more money than sense, like decks their office out in Herman Miller chairs. Like all the and then works. and then they go bust. And then they have like an auction to sell off all of their office furniture to try and like the the you know the the companies the um when a company goes into administration the, the administrators like sell off all the company assets and they'll sell the office furniture off cheap and you used to be able to get Herman Miller Aeron chairs second hand for a pittance now bear in mind brand new they're like fifteen hundred pounds oh um but it, it they are like <clears throat> everyone or everyone who like talk you know reviews office chairs or anything like that says that they are the ultimate office chair um they're they're not designed to be like you know sitting like comfy like a sofa it's designed to force your body into a the correct posture and the correct yeah. shape which is more comfortable in the long term like, they they're just that, better for you they did that collab with logitech as well didn't they like either early pandemic or just before pandemic they're still making those those yeah. logitech chairs but they're really expensive as well. pounds yeah yeah uh, but again they're supposed to be uh, absolutely incredibly comfortable yeah that uh, one that's like that like uh the the, the i can't remember what it's called one of the ones was like you'll know the one i mean because of the design on the back it's like the back flexes yep so you can like adjust and twist and turn and the and the chair like moves with your back so it carries on supporting you um yeah herman miller chairs are incredible but they're very expensive yeah but uh i would love a uh yeah that's the one yeah look fucking hell it looks so comfy <laughs> it does doesn't it 1.4k yeah. comfy oh yeah um but i know yeah i i i will maybe get a second hand because that's the, that's the one I, I really need to get a better chair mm. in fairness like i i try and stand for half the day because i've got a standing desk so yeah, yeah that's better for my back but when i'm sat down it's not great. like now i can feel it do you not do it all day because because it gets uncomfortable i find certain things i'm doing lend themselves better to standing some things lend better to sitting if i'm really concentrating on some code and i'm trying to get something code done i find it's mm -hmm. better for me to sit but if i'm working if i'm uh, having meetings or if i'm specking up or writing emails and stuff i find that's easier for me to do while i'm stood mm. so i find i try and break my day up a bit so i'll i'll try and do um some code in the morning because i find that's when i'm most sort of in the zone and energized for that in got enough headspace and then in the afternoons is generally when i'll try and 
do like specs and requirements, user stories and emails. So I'll try and okay. sign for the afternoon. Now, do you prefer to stand or sit down when you're planning out like transportation routes? Smooth. Oh, that's definitely a sitting. Smooth. That's a sitting thing. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, See, I was going to so ask. Trans- I was going to ask whether I'm going to ruin your segue now. Fucking hell! I was going to ask. I set that up. I know it's beautiful. And I, so I'm, on then. I'm, I'm going to dive in and just undercut it slightly. I'm going to go. I was going to ask if Nick's follow the Instagram trend of having at his walking desk a treadmill. No, I knew you were going to ask that. No, that was my in, that was my kind of lead into transport. Then that you could while away ah, walking. walking. Mm. And I thought, well, it's too good to lose, really. So I'll let I'll let Mark <laughs> re-segue a segue. It's done now. <laughs> the dream is dead. Um, so Transport Fever 2, Nick. I mean, you could always just cut all of that out. Yeah, true. Um, I believe your dad's been playing this one, right? Oh, my dad's been playing it for years. He's he's a massive okay, fan. Okay, yeah. It's been in early access for a while, and it's only just, very, as in, like, earlier this month, um, on 1.0. Uh, I never played Transport Fever 1, so I don't know what that was like. But this feels like a 3D spiritual successor to Transport Tycoon. Yeah. That's about it, right? GTD, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's exactly what you think it is. It's you basically tran- plan transportation networks, railways, roads, um, uh, sea and air shipping and uh moving moving like cargo and passengers and whatnot um but like through history so i haven't actually played a, an open like map of this yet i've only been playing the campaign zoe's jumped in and she's been playing like an open um uh just like a free what, what a free mode whatever you call it where you just jump into a map and you start playing um I did see a YouTuber the other day who was playing one that was basically a uh, the entirety of the UK. Oh. Uh, and a small slither of the Republic of Ireland as well. But there was like um, hundreds of like small like representations of cities, including Northampton was on there, which I was very pleased to see, and Peterborough. Um, So, yeah, I've just been playing the campaign stuff so far, which is like really cool because it's like um, it's the campaign teaches you how to play the game uh, through its missions. But it's also the missions are taking you through like a a history of transportation and mass transit. Yeah. So like the first mission is like here's the very basics of how to build like, uh, um, you know, to build your shipping networks by road and by rail, and it's in like the 1850s in the Wild West. Um, uh, and then you go through like this picks like kind of interesting um, points. As like here's one in uh, Java mm-hmm. uh, when it was under Dutch rule. Um, here's one in. Like the 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 dawn of the of the Iraqi rail network. Um, here's one that's like um, managing the Swiss rail networks after the uh, global financial crash of the nineteen uh, in the nineteen thirties. Um, 
right up into the beginning of the Second World War. Uh, here's like the dawn of like mass transportation, mass public transport in, in the American Midwest in the 1960s, and just like odd, interesting little um, snippets throughout history. Um, so a few that I haven't got to that I'm looking forward to, which is like take control of like um like set set up the uh the first shinkansen um high speed rail network in japan like the you know the bullet trains there yeah uh one of the levels is that like building and managing the bullet train network which is going to be fucking cool <sighs> always get really depressed when the subject of hs2 comes up and it's like the japanese have had a high speed rail since 1960 what the fuck is wrong with this country mm. um yeah, I really, really like it. It's a bit fiddly. Um, it's got some quirks. Uh, sometimes, like, like uh, on one of the, the there was like a pre-existing rail network on one of the one of the maps I started, and I wanted to electrify it because in the long run that saves money. And I electrified the whole thing. And I couldn't find a single section of rail that wasn't electrified. But the game wouldn't let me put electric trains on the track because apparently it wasn't completely electrified and I couldn't find where the bit that wasn't was. Mm. Um, but that may not be a problem if you just built electric rail from the from the get-go. Uh, so it may just be a quirk of just that particular level, whatever. But anyway, there's a, there's a few little things like that. But otherwise, I'm really digging it. How are you finding it, Nick? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it as well. Um it's just it's just good um basically um i've done uh i can't remember how many of the campaign things now um but i i got enough sort of i got confident enough to to jump into a free free play match or whatever it's called mm-hmm. um and i i went for sort of continental europe so it's like it's, it's there's a nice river flowing through my map and you know i've got hills and stuff and it, it's kind of um it's a little daunting at first because it literally just plops you in a map with no explanation of what to do. Yeah. And you're like, okay. So you kind of have a scan around all the cities and things and what their requirements mm-hmm. are, what you can make, where you can start making some kind of transportation. So like, you know, where there's um, a quarry that you can then transport the, the transport the brick uh, rocks from to then go to a brickworks and then go to the nearest town to make a, a um, like uh, supply builders and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and then you kind of start building it up as it goes along. It's really, really good. And then obviously you're going th- through time, so you get advancements and stuff. And yeah, it's just yeah. I can see me playing a lot of this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, I really, it's really, really need... ch- it's really chilling game. You can literally you can put some oh TV my god, on yeah, and just chill out and start building up your you know plotting and designing all of your rail systems and your road systems and it'd be a really really good podcast game yeah Uh, it's i i need to jump into an open map thing because because i started to do a little bit of you can dabble with it a little bit in the tutorial levels but you don't get the same sort of scope it's like it's like really digging into the nitty-gritty of making your transport networks as efficient as possible i like uh getting rid of as many as much redundancy like as much like wasted roads uh wasted rail as possible like making sure that your trains are like can be like on one route can pick up here drop something off there and pick something else up to then take somewhere else and drop off 
just to make them more more useful. Um, some there's some interesting quirks and stuff like that in it. To, like I, there's a um, I can't remember his name. There's a YouTuber that Zoe likes watching who is a, uh, a he's a um, highways engineer by trade, uh, and he likes to play games like this and like poly bridge anything where you're building networks or building things he quite likes to play them and he's been playing um i'll stick the the youtube link in the notes because i can't remember his name at the moment um uh i've been watching some of his videos and he's found some like little quirks like uh you make more money transporting uh items like if, if you've got like a city that requires a particular material yeah. The further away that material has come from, the more valuable it is. Oh. So you have to balance being like, okay, this this town needs oil and there's a place nearby where I can transport oil from, which means I can get it there nice and cheaply, or I can bring it from the other side of the map, which will take longer, but which will make lots more money. Yeah. Um and you have to decide whether you I guess in those sort of situations, whether you want to be efficient or rich <laughs> um yeah man there, there seems to be there's a lot to it uh i kind of got a little bit bogged down uh until zoe kind of she's a she played a fuck ton of transport tycoon back in the day and she understands how some of these systems work better than i did like the intricacies of Building a rail network where multiple trains coming from multiple stations are going to be uh, need to travel along a single line. Yeah, so the the lights and stuff. Yeah, so setting up lights and passing points yeah. and things like that, um, which is oh man, it's really fucking fun. It's really that's my favorite bit about it. It's like the, it was kind of cool when you get to the planes and the boats and the stuff like that, but building a train network is really fucking fun. The rush you get, like when one train pulls into the passing place and waits, and another yep. train comes past, and you're like, "Yeah, I did that." It's like having a like under. I I kind of understand why people get into model train sets <laughs> <laughs> because it's really fucking fun. In like forty years' time, we're all going to be uh, nerds and have and like meet up for model train conventions. Yeah, and this we'll all we'll get always rid of our, point. Like... To, we'll always point to this podcast as the start of it. <laughs> Well, have all got rid of our sim racing gear, and then our houses will be filled with model train uh, setups. Um, tricks. Yeah. Do those do like model train? They just run on electricity, don't they? You you can't get like steam powered model trains, can you? Oh yeah. 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 Can, I think you can. you can. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. I better not. You can probably um, get electric ones that like puff out steam as well, so it yeah, looks like maybe. it's a steam one. Maybe, uh, yeah. And, well, no, electric trains are cooler than steam trains anyway. But um, yeah, I I really fucking like this. It, yes. It's really good, really yeah. good. Uh, highly recommended. Um, there's a absolute wealth of um, uh, community created mods as well on the steam workshop so if you want like uh and this is for like the real tr train nerds like people have been modeling specific trains and putting them in uh as mods and the same with like um planes and models of 
actual airports and stuff like that. And yeah, I think as well it's real worth niche. mentioning that like um, this game came out. Well, how long has you been playing it? Twenty nineteen. Okay. And there's not been a single DLC for it. Mm. So you know they and they they've the developers supported it all this time. Um, there's a deluxe edition, but uh, I think that's it. There's there's like no extra. Um, other there's a couple. There's two pieces of DLC which are in the deluxe edition. Um, which just gives you different landscape types, six new exclusive historical vehicles to play with. Yeah. Um, but like you say, there's just so much. Um store a uh, community made content it's it's um yeah it's a lot yeah there's loads <laughs> i haven't i haven't bothered checking any of it out yet because um uh i mean i've barely scratched the surface of what's there anyway i i haven't actually because i've only been playing the campaign i haven't even got to play with anything any uh, transportation that's later than like 1950 <laughs> so yeah um like i'm looking here someone's made a video about their um They've they've made an underground coal mine uh, setup. Oh my god! So they they literally they've they've made an underground mine with a load of um, tracks in. It goes around the coal, picks all the coal out, uh, takes it out to where it needs to be. They've even got like miners working in the mine. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is where like the nerds who are really into the trains, uh, yeah. the nerds who are really into like bus simulator and the nerds who are already into truck simulator are all coming together oh and the flight sim nerds are all coming together and like modeling like making accurate like models of trains planes and automobiles um it's really cool it's really cool yep definitely uh transport fever 2 underground coal miner yeah i'll have a look at that in a bit um yeah it's it's um i i really really dig it talking about it it's made i was going to play diablo after this but i think i might jump <laughs> transport and play some of that uh yeah whenever you finished uh uh messing around with your um capitalism your your fictional um uh, business empire when i've made my millions come join us in the world of, of it, won't, uh, it won't be long transportation logistics it won't be long believe me is um yeah i think you'll really dig it good <clears throat> definitely trying to get back into the sim game so um yeah this yeah. is going to be a very sweet sweet spot i think um but that's about it all i've been playing i've been playing a couple of other games but uh i'll hold off on talking about those until uh next episode because um uh i want to talk to chazzy about them because i know they're games that he's played as well uh, unless you, unless either of you have any strong feelings on the game Sleeping Dogs, I love yeah. Sleeping Dogs. Oh, you do? <laughs> oh no, you like like the dog, literal sleep. dogs, dogs sleeping. No, no, as in the Chinese the game. Uh, hard-boiled uh, cop and the cover game. Yes, that one. I picked it up, picked up the definitive edition or whatever it's called uh, on Steam for like two pounds something other. Like the other day, bargain, absolute and bargain. And back in. It's fucking great, man. It's really, really good. Um, 
I've been playing like a little, uh, playing, uh, dabbling in that and Mafia 3. And Mafia 3 kind of sucks. And this is really, really mm. good. I think I might just stop playing Mafia 3 and just play this instead. <laughs> yep. Um, but it had been a long time since I played it. Uh, Nick, there's there's a dedicated Roadrunner Records radio station. Oh, shit, really? And, and uh, yeah, I was like, I was flicking around the radio and I was like, it's a pot of Roadrunner Records and they were playing an Opeth song. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't remember this at all. It's like a Kerrang radio station. There's one, there's a radio station for which is just Warp Records. So it's like, you know, Aphex Twin and shit like that. Jeez. Um, music's really, really good. Uh, story's great. The acting's incredible. The action is, is uh, like, it's so much better doing like, um, you know, kung fu, hand to hand combat in a in, in a system that feels even better than the Batman Arkham combat does. Um, and like, you barely ever shoot a gun in that game, and it's and you get to, and you get to drive on the correct side of the road, and you're driving, you know, you're knocking about in fucking Hong Kong, which is way more interesting than. You know, however many American cities there are in every other open world game. Uh, Sleeping Dogs is fucking great. But, and, you, um, and you get to romance Emma Stone, isn't it? Yeah, very, very briefly. <laughs> she <What>? just disappears. <laughs> There's a Emma Stone, is, isn't it? Yep. You should watch. Um, I'll send you a link to a video about the development of this game. It's it's really interesting. It's what it it was an Activision Blizzard game for a while, and then it got passed over to Square Enix. And uh, hey, stop me if you heard this before. Uh, Square Enix didn't bother making a sequel because it was disappointed by the sales of the game mm. that shipped one and a half million units. Um, but anyway, uh, it kind of changed developers at least once and was shifted around a lot. And somewhere along the line, um, there was a, a series of missions where you would date people voiced by... Emma Stone, Lucy Liu, uh, a bunch of like high-profile Hollywood actresses that got cut, and so yeah, you go on like one date with a character voiced by Emma Stone, and then never see her again. Yeah, most bizarre thing you'll find in it's a game. So strange. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten about that, and then I'd like I'd, I bumped into like you literally you bump into her somewhere, yeah, and you go and hang out. And then you go to a, like a kung fu school, and then you never see her again. No, you have a, you have a fight in a kung fu monastery, and yep. then she disappears, and that's it. That's her out of the game. Then that's it. One Good job. Can't imagine how much it costs. Yep. Even in 2012, can't imagine how much it would have cost to get Emma Stone. 2012 was like the height of Emma Stone, though. It's like peak Emma Stone. Yeah. Reckon. Yeah. I don't know when. I mean, that's when the game came out. I don't know uh, what, at yeah. what point during development they got her. Uh, but anyway, like, yeah, she wouldn't have been cheap. Lucy Liu wouldn't have been cheap. Like, uh, there's a bunch of big names in there. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that more once I've played some more because I'm still very early on in in that. And uh, uh, it's been such a long time since I played it. The original version when it came out, um, most of it's kind of fresh to me. But as a someone who's like a not an aficionado, but definitely a fan of like. Hong Kong action movies, especially Hong Kong like crime action, like hard boiled, like you mentioned, um, infernal affairs, things like that. Um, then yeah, I'm fully on board for it. Dead good. There's a the, my I think my favourite scene in that is um, 
one of your uh, one of your crew something something terrible happens to one of your crew, and his uh, the mother takes revenge. And I just love that section. That's absolutely amazing. I know exactly who you mean. The the chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lady, the old lady that runs the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. You leave, She's you, she you is pretty pick, fucking menacing though. Yeah, she is. She's terrifying. You go pick somebody up off the street and then dump her in the kitchen of this mad, distraught, grief-stricken uh, mother, and then that's it. You just know something terrible. With a giant happened. carving knife. <laughs> Yeah, with a giant like butcher's cleaver thing. Um, yeah, good, really good game. So uh, yeah, I was very happy I could pick it up. I think it's still on sale. Uh, if anyone listening wants to pick it up, put in the the Screenix sale. It's ongoing on Steam and um, uh, Epic Game Store, and it's like two pounds something other. So really good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I haven't really been playing anything else. Um, Anyone got any other business? Or should we wrap this up? If a nice tight hour. That was fifteen minutes ago on my watch. Well, you yeah, but you were recording, recording for eight minutes before. Yeah. You know, I was a bit premature, wasn't I? You don't Let's count. Let drunken uh, get to bed nice and early. I've got um, a tired man. I've got Dev tomorrow. I'm quite cool. Okay. Well, fine. What were you gonna say, Nick? No, nothing. It's good. I was just going to say there's like some good games actually coming out. I'm excited. Oh yeah, I nearly forgot we could we'd um, free games. Oh, I don't know any free games. Sorry. Well, on Game Pass at the moment you can get Civilization Six. All right. Mm. Which is pretty good, uh, but it's it's not only is it available on PC, it's also available on console. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you don't have a PC and you've ever been interested in playing Civ, then why the hell not? Um, Nino Kuni 2 is also on Game Pass as well, uh, which is very good. And I just spotted that today, as a uh, date of recording, there's an, another game that's been dropped on there called Infinite Guitars, which looks like a JRPG if all the combat was rhythm action. Okay. Kind of nice. looks kind of interesting. Uh, it's got a cute. In like art style, I don't know. I, I don't know really anything about it. I watched the trailer briefly, um, but it looks interesting enough for me to check it out because I'm um, having played uh, Hi-Fi Rush recently. I'm kind of in the mood for more rhythm action. Did you so play the Metal Hellsinger or whatever? Metal Hellsinger, yeah, I did. Yeah, cool. It's good. Um, I'm just not particularly good at it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, I don't know either of the games that are currently available for free on. Um, Epic Game Store, Toonch, and The Silent Age. Don't know either of them. So I haven't got a recommendation there. Let me quickly check. Prime Gaming. PS Plus for April is going to be Sackboy A Big Adventure. Oh, and nice. Meet Your Maker. Don't know that one. No, me either. Um, Sackboy Big it- Adventure is their like, Mario platformery one, isn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, just looking through the games that are currently available on um, Prime Gaming, the one that's destroyed my at the moment is uh, Baldur's Gate, the Enhanced Edition. Uh, it's currently available for free. 
uh, for the next five days as of date of recording. So probably like two days by the time you hear this. Um, so get on that. Uh, yeah, those are the free games. What What's coming out that you're interested in? Um, just come out is Terra Nil. Right. Um, which is a... Um, let me, let me get the synopsis so that I can properly oh, describe I this. Oh, I saw... Um... It's an environmental strategy game about transforming a, transforming a barren wasteland into a thriving, mm. balanced ecosystem. Um, so it's like almost a city builder, but you're tr- instead of building cities, you're building like a renewable energy system and transforming like barren wasteland into thriving microcosm environments like rainforests and and nice rivers and stuff terraforming in a good way not the elon musk way yeah it's also um oh this is a netflix game what terra nil is i was just looking having a look on um it's been it's it's been put up by netflix inc because it's available on uh, ios and android as well oh okay um i don't know how much it would cost to buy, but presumably that means if you've got a Netflix account that you can download it for free. Maybe. Uh, I don't have a Netflix account, unfortunately. But um, I think from um, from the reviews I've been reading, it's good, but it's definitely a wait for sale based on how much content there is. Um, fair. But yeah, I, that looks good. And also Dredge, um, which I watched a no-clip video on, um, which is a... <laughs> It's a single-player fishing horror game. Um, some very like Lovecraftian shit going on there, basically. Uh, okay. It looks really cool. Uh, you go fishing and f- and pick fish up, and then go and sell your fish, and talk to people about creepy stories, and then see some creepy ghost ships, and there's a story that runs alongside it as well. So, um, yeah. That looks really cool, I think. Mm. Oh, this is a pain. Yeah, on um, Terra Nil, at least on iOS, I presume it would be the same on Android as well, is available exclusively for Netflix members. Okay. So I might just wish list it on Steam and wait until it's on sale. It looks interesting. It's a Devolver game. Yes. Yeah, I knew it was Devolver. I, I didn't know anything about the Netflixy stiff. Um, but yeah, Dread also looks Dredge. Sorry, lo- also looks very good. Uh, there was a no clip YouTube video where um, Danny O'Dwyer and the other guy um, <laughs> talks about it, um, and they both really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, looks good. I might pick that up. I'm going to add that one to my wish list as well. Excellent. Uh, anything else then, or should we wind this up? Let's wind it up like those fish. Uh, yeah I'm going to go and play Transport Tycoon Um, alright thanks very much for joining us uh, uh, last minute sorry we pulled you away from your evening of getting smashed sorry it's fine I'll take a pick up where I uh, left off earlier could have literally carried on getting smashed on the podcast you could have yeah I've only just noticed that you're wearing an Atari sweater he was wearing that on um, Monday Monday. as well I didn't notice so I'm sorry about that She's wearing the same clothes he was wearing on Monday. My Mate, you're always wearing that jumper. Time. No, I've just got lots of red jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining me. Um, Nick, thanks very much for joining as always. Thanks so much, dear listener. Um, we will be uh, no special episode on the next episode. Um, next episode will be just a regular episode, but then the one after that, hopefully, fingers crossed, if everybody's schedules line up, will be a deep dive into uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. So um, if you have any thoughts on that game, then uh, drop us a line over on Twitter at LabsGamer, or you can drop us an email at LabsGamerRadio at gmail.com. Uh, sorry well, sorry what's an email oh yeah well some people still email some people just don't use twitter anymore do they can't think who so they can't do that and we don't have a lapsed gamer radio mastodon or I don't a... even use mastodon anymore okay and we don't have a lapsed gamer radio Instagram. we do have a tiktok and if you go over to the lapsed gamer tiktok then we uploaded the first of, of hopefully a series of videos, short little videos where we recommend a particular video game. Um, the first one is about uh, Dead Cells, which is one of our favorite games. We would like uh, to so thank keep an the eye. Chinese government for making this possible. Yes, thank you. Thank you, China. Thanks, China. Uh, I miss the way Donald Trump used to pronounce China. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll catch you on the next episode then. Uh, ta Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Did you just choke on your drink? It's the way you said China in a Trump China. Voice. <laughs>